0: Start the fire, it was always burning since the world's been turning. We didn't start the fire. It was always burning and it's the end. Welcome to This Is How We Die, a podcast about cities, infrastructure, natural disasters, and how you can survive. I'm Megan.
1: And I'm Megan. <gasps> Wait, Megan, are we back? It appears that way. I am so excited. I'm so, so excited, So this is too. season two right now? We're in season two. Or is it like season one B because these are many episodes? Mm, let's say season
0: 1.8 because season two is just about to drop. Ah, good call. Yeah. So, this is, uh, as Megan noted, a mini episode. Mini. So, essentially, just we get really excited about talking about something and drag Jordan into his basement and make him record us talking about like whatever a it is. That would to the way you I,
1: describe I it. him <laughs> <laughs> into the basement. Bring him into like a secret room. Now you to record.
0: Yeah, little do they know that Jordan's doing this completely
1: against his will. Dun dun dun. All right. So what are we talking about today, Megan? So I don't know if you've been reading the news at all. Do you follow the news at all, Megan? <laughs> I've been known to read the news, yes. So there have been a series of mini earthquakes that uh, have hit L.A. and Seattle, although I don't know if you would actually qualify them as mini because they were actually substantial just outside of the cities. Yeah, my husband was actually
0: in Las Vegas when the— um like, one of the California earthquakes happened. And he called me afterwards and he was like, it was so long. It was, like, two minutes long. And I was like, I can guarantee you it wasn't. <laughs> I, like, I just, like, the emergency manager I me like, laughed at him while, the, like, the supportive wife was like, I'm so glad you're okay. Uh, that emergency manager is a much, like, more obnoxious part of my personality that just overwhelms and was, like, <laughs> laughing at him. It was like, I, I bet it was, like, 20 seconds long. Like, um, you. Earthquakes just feel like they're going on forever when you're when you're in the middle of them.
1: Yeah. If it was two minutes, we would this would be a whole different story. Yeah. And then we had one up here in the Seattle area that I slept through. I
0: slept through too, but I woke up to a series of text messages from one of my best friends that said, Did you feel that? I woke up because I heard the mirror rattling in um, its holder. And she's like, I rolled over to my husband and like woke him up and was like we're having an earthquake, and she said he was like, "Oh no, that's just the wind." And she's like, "What?" But the bed shaking, and he was like, "Yeah, well, it's a poorly made bed," <laughs> <laughs> and just like rolled over and went back to sleep.
1: <laughs> that's like the best excuse ever. I just, I was it's like, "It's not an earthquake. Everything in here is just poorly made. It's just that's our all. cheap bed shaking on its own the way it does." Should not have bought IKEA. Exactly. Should have upgraded to West Elm. But that means that our
0: listens for the Seattle episode, which is earthquake focused, have been like going crazy um, and that we've kind of realized maybe it's time we really talk about what goes in that kit that you build for your house.
1: Yeah. So we started looking through the emergency kits that you can buy um, like pre-made and we discovered that a lot of them have lots of Band-Aids and glow sticks which are not necessarily the most functional things you would actually need or use in an earthquake. And we also wanted to make sure that this would be affordable for everyone because saying, "Oh, like invest $500 into all this equipment, it's not maybe the most reasonable thing to expect of people." And so we wanted to have an we wanted to put together our own list of what we thought would be most useful to you that was affordable that you guys can just go pick up and that would be useful. You in the case of an earthquake or other natural disaster.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that we want you to do before a natural disaster so that you like don't die out there. But this is just a small piece of that, the kit piece. It's not the plan piece or the transportation piece or the like building a bunker piece.
1: <laughs> and we'll tell you talk to you about how to look at maps and how to create your escape plan later. Do not fear. I know that you were worried about that. Yes. Yeah.
0: Given the opportunity to talk about something, we normally shy away.
1: Yes, we we we, we hate talking, but we'll we'll push through. Yeah. Um. So whenever we're talking about the critical aspects of what has to be in a kit, there are four elements. There's the food, there's the water, there's communications, and then there's your safety first aid element to it. So if you have some, you have to have at least some, like all four of these elements to have a any kind of useful kit. I totally agree.
0: And we'll talk about – we'll talk about the basic kit, but – we'll talk about the basic kit, but whenever we talk about um, kind of planning for emergencies and building these kits, it's the expectation that you'll hit those four points and build, like, a base kit. And then, like, over time, you can build it out and grow it and make it a, like, better, more usable um, kit. And so – I always call that build a kit to survive, build a kit to thrive, and build a kit to want to stay alive. (laughs) So our goal today is to teach you to build a survive kit for under $100. Okay, so let's start with food. Let's do it. Um, My kit is going to be just brie and salami and, like, high-end olives.
1: Okay. That's a very bougie mix. Yeah, that's, like, my whole $100. Yeah, that's, like... Yeah, eighty dollars of your hundred dollars you of refrigerator prob- requiring foods. Yeah, that'll probably last you about eighteen hours, but uh, it'll be eighteen happy hours of your life.
0: Yeah, yeah, if
1: that because like I ate like three ounces of cheese as a bedtime snack last night, so and you can eat like a bottle of olives and like I will be having Soylent, um, which you can get for thirty dollars for a container that should last you about two weeks. For your meals, it has all of the. It's basically powdered food. It has all the nutrients that you need. Um, Should there be a small child in the vicinity that will also need fed, Um, I'd probably go with Pediasure because that's made specifically for children. And children who go more than two weeks without a sufficient nutrition in drought conditions have altered brain impacts for the rest of their life. All
0: right, so. That's a good point. I guess I have to build a kit that also accounts for my child.
1: Or as we spoke about before, you could just leave your child to join a gang of other children.
0: It's true. Like post disaster, just the toddlers roaming around, the ones who've been abandoned by parents who didn't pack diapers in their emergency kits. Like, I can't be bothered about <laughs> that. They're just like Lord of the Flying Lord of the Fliesing It? Flying it? Lord of uh, the Fliesing.
1: Fliesing. <laughs> I think
0: that works. They're just lord of the flies in it, like wandering around, fighting each other off with sticks. Oh, that's so dark and sad. Mm, my son would do so good. He would
1: actually. Yeah, no. Yeah. He would power right through. And so for water, um, so for water, there's the filtration and the purification elements for all water issues. But today, we're just since we're less than hundred dollars we're just going to talk about purification which you can get purification tablets off of amazon or anywhere else for under ten dollars easily the ones that i picked up were six dollars um boiling water is always a very good option it kills mostly everything yeah you can boil the water then add purification to really get the viruses out you'll still have um
0: assuming you're like taking it from a water source that's not your sink, because otherwise, why would you be using your emergency water? You're still going to have some turbidity. It's still going to be kind of um, unattractive water um, because without a filter to really take out um, any like particles and all that, it might it might not be the most uh, enjoyable drinking water experience. But like, you're still going to be alive. So,
1: yeah, it's still water, and you'll I need to it drink whenever you need. Whenever you're thirsty, you'll drink anything. And we would also recommend having nine gallons of bottled water. Yeah. Any kind of water storage you can come up with. Um, Water storage
0: options. I mean, this is always like the biggest challenge, I think, in building and storing an emergency kit is this like one gallon of water per person per day. And we're talking like two weeks. I've got a family of three. That's like an awful lot of water and I just there's nowhere in my house to make that happen so we are very much of the like piece it together in multiple ways um, kind of approach and so that includes like we have um, so like nine gallons of water on hand that's enough for like the three of us to get through three days and then we have Earthquake strapped our water heater and figured out how to get the water out of it. And that's like 55 gallons of clean water, assuming like my basement's a place I can get to. Um, but if it's not, my house isn't a place I can be at all. So oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're <laughs> yeah. assuming that if I'm in my house, I can have that water. And then on top of that, you add um, what doesn't fit within our $100. But like I'm a hiker. I have a super high-end uh, water filter because I do go out into the woods and just drink any water I find.
1: And later we'll talk more about those water filters because they're so cool. <laughs> they're really cool. And then, okay, so that's the, yeah, so water is the biggest problem for sure. Nine gallons is not going to be sufficient, but with the purification tablets and boiling water options, like, you'll be able to ramshackle together somehow, yeah. I'm, I'm sure.
0: And that, like, gallon of water per person per day, it's both drinking water and the water you need for just, like, general cleanliness and, um personal hygiene stuff so you know like if you aren't that attached to hand washing or brushing your teeth maybe you can stretch it out in which case you could just get
1: some hand sanitizer
0: yes that would be better than just um giving everybody e coli
1: yeah (laughs) have some sort of cleaning thing on hand just because yeah like waterborne illnesses are never awesome historically (laughs) <laughs> and then, <laughs> uh, okay, so then if we're talking about communication, we found the niftiest thing. Is it nifty? It was nifty, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we
0: spent a lot of time on Google and Amazon. Um,
1: Reading reviews. Yeah. <laughs> looking it up. We're like, this can't be as good as it says, but it seems functional. Yes. We will
0: argue that Amazon reviews say it's functional. <laughs> yes. We had our doubts. We're like, no, this is too good to be true. It's true. I need to try it. But uh, what we're talking about is we found a flashlight slash radio slash phone charger that is both
1: crank powered and solar powered. It's like everything you need in one. And I love things that are multipurpose. Um, we don't have the exact – it's the FOS, emergency solar flashlight, radio and phone charger. That's the brand, right? FOS, yeah. Well, what we're going to create an Amazon... We have an Amazon list you can go to where we have all the things that we've chosen listed there. So just go... We'll go there. We'll go the, yeah. Go there we'll and... will tell we'll, you how. Yeah, we'll... At the end. <laughs> Thank you for that. Right <laughs> yes. Not now, but <laughs> in the future.
0: The reason we say... Radio flashlight combo is, one, we're trying to maximize our ability to, like, fill out our kit with as little money as possible. Uh, secondly, why we love this one is because it's crank and solar-powered and doesn't depend on things like batteries.
1: Yeah, and so batteries can fail or you can lose them. I don't know about you, but I, I don't have any batteries in my house whatsoever. And even if I do, I lose them somewhere in the chaos of my miscellaneous drawer. Yeah, so and even... Even if I have batteries in my kit, like,
0: they expire eventually. They don't do great if they get wet. And uh, this is just, like, one fewer thing that I have to worry about replacing. And it saves me money. Don't have to buy batteries. Yeah, exactly. It's we're all so good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So now we're talking about we've got food. We're eating Soylent like s- sad people it's powdered soylent so i assume i'm adding water to it so yeah
1: yeah so that that will include like the the nine gallons of water will also include the water that you need for your soylent and it's not that bad it tastes just like chocolatey water that
0: doesn't sound appealing at all uh, <laughs> but i guess like in the worst
1: case scenario it's what i have to do well also for like california and for seattle since there's so many like Tech bros and tech people, they love their Soylent, so they'll probably have this on hand anyway, so it's helpful.
0: It's true. I have friends who find having to eat food to be an annoying part of living and, like, use Soylent to replace most of their meals.
1: They, like, look at the Jetsons like cartoon and, like, they just took pills. Why can't we do that? See, I sort of think that's a sociopathic way of seeing the world,
0: but but in an emergency, let's say, I'll have the Soylent then.
1: Yeah. You'll be gra- glad of it in the emergency. So we've covered food. We've covered water. We've covered communications. So we don't need anything else, right? Nope. You need some sort of thing to keep warm. Safety. hmm So we have found the emergency bivy sack. So I was all about the thermal blankets. But then Megan helpfully pointed out that that only covers the top part of your body, not the bottom. So- and I've made the mistake of sitting on a thermal
0: blanket um, in the snow. And it turns out it does not keep any of the cold out. It's just good at holding your body heat against you.
1: Ooh. So basically a bivy sack is a tiny insulated makeshift sleeping bag that will last a little bit longer. It's, what was it? It was $9? on $16. $16 on Amazon. It, like, can fit in the palm of your hand when it's in its container. They're super lightweight.
0: Hikers carry them a lot um, in case, you know, you get lost in the woods. But it's just something to, like— Insulate you from the ground and keep your body heat up against you and keep you warm. So if you can't, say, um, heat your house at night because your power's out and it's cold outside, you know, blankets are good and all. But something that truly, like, captures your body heat against you and doesn't um, – that prevents you from kind of, like, blowing through all your cal- calories and metabolism trying to keep yourself warm by keeping the heat around you is going to do a lot better for you.
1: Yeah. So in our Chicago episode, we – If you remember, we talked about how basically you have to think about um, whenever it's cold outside that everything is just trying to steal your heat all the time. And you need that heat to live. So this is crucial for every kind of emergency because you have to be able to stay warm. Yeah. This is the you'll never get my heat sack. (laughs) My heat is mine, yo. (laughs) You better stay away from it. Um, And then there's the first aid kit. And this is kind of where we kind of took a detour. Because in your house you should have a decent first aid kit in general. Um, you know, people are cutting avocados all the time. Things can go awry. Especially if they didn't watch a YouTube video and know how to cut it correctly. Then you eat the avocado hand. <laughs> you cut off your hand and you ate it. No, no, you cut into your hand. Oh yeah. It's
0: called That's- avocado hand. So like people who try to cut the Uh, core of their avocado by like sticking the knife in it and then it goes actually through and cuts them in the hand which um i thought was pathetic and unlikely until my friend amy ended up in the hospital with avocado
1: so it turns out it does happen
0: so the avocado eaters among us so
1: quick story guys here's how you cut an avocado without doing that so if you take your knife and instead of like having your like hand like be like really heavy on the handle and then going down into it if you kind of like have it loose kind of like it's like a hinge almost if you just, like, kind of, like, do that and, like, hinge it into the thing, but, like, on the side. but The just pit. The pit. Yeah. But, like, just, like, lightly and you don't put any weight behind it. It'll just, like, kind of catch onto the pit. And then you twist it like a wrench and it just comes out. That's how I open my avocados. Yeah. That's we watch YouTube videos. We just give high each other five high, high five. <laughs> now you know. That, like, whatever. Watch it be the only thing people learn from this episode. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, or... Like, just have enough water. (laughs) Water. Here's how you cut an avocado. Yeah. That's all you need. There you go. You'll survive the apocalypse. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Hydrated and with guacamole. You can get a decent first aid kit for like $40. Um, And so that's kind of out of our $100 range, but also just get a first aid kit. Yeah. You You can probably piece it together
0: from stuff you have at home, too, because you're really talking about, like, Band-Aids, gauze, something to deal with cuts, splinters— Allergy medication is super important to have on hand because you're really talking about what are the things to do immediate, like, life safety instead of just, like, okay, uh, I'm going to just go to the hospital. So, like, the really bad stuff, you'll probably go to the hospital. The minor, like, holds you over stuff, like broken bones, allergies, pulling out, like, splinters or glass you got, like, lodged in your skin in the process of wandering around your house wondering how this earthquake happened, um, you'll be want to be able to deal with it. You're very distracting for her. Bones, is broken bones not... <laughs> that seems like something you would go to the hospital. You mean, like, your toe? I mean, it, no, in an emergency, though, it is... Though, but... it is...
1: But, like, that's okay. not... Sorry, I'm gonna... no, 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 that's, that's a, a good, good question.
0: question. Um, broken bones, obviously, you'll want to go to the hospital, but you can't always necessarily get to the hospital as, like, quickly or easily as you might. Like, if I broke my arm right here in your house, you would drive me to the hospital. And I would, like, spend the whole time crying. Uh, but if, like... We couldn't drive there and we had to walk to the hospital, like walking while your broken arm is bouncing is super painful. So what you'd want to do is go ahead and get like a very stiff material to put up against the arm, like wrap it and uh, like connect it to me, splint it. Yeah. Yeah. And then like wrap it against my body so that I don't also have to like wave it around. And so like, obviously we're not setting the break ourselves, um, but By making sure I'm not, like, in incredible pain all the time, you're also making sure that I don't, like,
1: go into shock and become, like, a much bigger problem for you. Yeah. And then also probably the hospitals will be overwhelmed. So if you have a broken arm or leg, that's the least of their problems. Yeah. They'll get to you someday. They'll get to you after everyone else is taken care of. Yeah. So first aid classes are also a good idea in that situation.
0: Yeah, and adding to the first aid part, but also just a generally useful
1: tool to have,
0: is duct Duct tape. tape. Yeah, when I say wrap, like, something stiff around my arm
1: and, like, contain it to my body, that could just
0: be you duct taping the crap out of me.
1: So I have duct tape in my car. I have it in my house. I also made my own mini duct tape thing on my keychain. Which you just use, like, um, twine, and you just wrap it around yeah. and around. So just in case, duct tape is just the most useful thing to have in life in general. You never know when you'll need it. I have a pink one, a pink duct tape with sparkles.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. Is
1: like, It it's also can be very pretty. Yeah, you can be prepared and adorable. Uh, and then there's paracords.
0: Paracord is great. It's essentially just rope, but it's parachute cord. But it's a lot sturdier, more lightweight, very thin, very easy to make knots with. Um, You can tell when a hiker has made your, like, emergency kit list because they just, like, fill it with the same stuff that they carry to spend a lot of time in the woods. But... um, like paracord would be great in any event that you might need a rope, or um, say you go camping and your husband forgets to bring the poles for the tent, and you have to like string it up from a tree, uh, which unfortunately has happened to me. It was excellent it's, then too. It
1: sounds like that was a thing that happened <laughs> from the way you were with all the specific detail. Yeah, well, it ended up being like a cute little teepee that was like held up on the top by rope, and Aww. and we stayed in it all weekend, so it was fine. Oh. Um, and then lastly, there should be a knife or a multi-tool. like a butcher's knife. <laughs> a butcher's knife <laughs> or a cleaver. <laughs> so knowing this means like a good quality Swiss knife of some sort, or I tend to, like the MPL50, which is a uh, it's a, another Dutch tool. <laughs> That's been used by the Spetsnaz, which is the special forces of the, the, U, of the USSR. Um, yeah, of and course
0: you would pick some weird Russian tool. But it's so
1: useful. You can use it as an R, as, 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 as an R, as an or. <laughs> My best one came out. As an or, you can use it as a griddle if you want grilled cheese. You can use it as an axe because one shape, size is like sharpened to be like an axe. You can use it to dra- dig trenches um, if you needed to. I mean, it's essentially just a shovel. It's, but it's also you can use it as a measurement tool because every side is exactly equal. So, no, but you can also use it as an axe. <laughs> and it's an oar. And in like, and in this part of the world, you could might need an oar. Yes, it's a small shovel. It's a very good quality <laughs> shovel, <laughs> Megan. I'm sorry. I'll never call this shovel a shovel again. It's very upsetting to you. (laughs) So that's our survive list.
0: Yeah. So that's, you've got the basic stuff and you're going to be able to take your care of yourself for a little while. But there's also an assumption that um, help is not that far away, that you're going to be able to get the support you need and that you're kind of just helping yourself get through the first like 72 hours or so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's when we move into thrive. Thriving. (laughs) Why isn't there always singing? (laughs) Why isn't there always singing? We'll need some sort of joy in our soulless, empty apocalypse post hazard management world. Oh, that goes in want to stay alive. (laughs) Okay. But also, just you can sing always, unless it it punctures your your, uh, voice box. Yes. (laughs) Unless the earthquake or hurricane
0: punctures your voice box, you can sing. I'm so glad you have that open, too. (laughs) The earthquake may take your house, but it'll never take the song in your heart.
1: All right. So thriving. Yeah. Tell me how I'm going to thrive. Thriving, thriving. Um, So you'll thrive if you have a high-end water filter. Oh, I do thrive with a high-end water filter. So these are the ones that you can, like, hang up from a tree, and they're like gravity. And they they work a little bit slower, but they filter out all of the amoebas, all of the parasites, all of the things that you don't want in your water. That, And then after that, you can take your little water purification tablets, throw them in, and your water is clean as can be. Yeah, and um, always good to hang these things up in the sun, too, because the sun is, like,
0: a natural, like— uh, ah. Pesticide killer, like virus killer. So that UV light will come on in and like kill the things you don't want. It helps. Also, if your shoes smell really bad, if you set them out in the sun, that helps. Oh. These are just fun tips from Megan now and not at all about disaster survival. <laughs> Here's
1: what the <laughs> sun can do for you today. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh
0: those are gravity filters. There are life straws, which are filters that
1: you literally just dip in whatever water you're going to drink out of and drink. Um, you can stick it into mud and drink out of the mud and the water is pure. Yeah, but your filter is probably ruined. It's full of mud now. <laughs> no, it was made, it's meant for military. It's meant so you could actually, like, it's made for, like, the people, like, in, like, Vietnam. Yes. Like, so be like, drinking out of mud for, like, days. And then I
0: have, like, a pump MSR filter that you just... You drop one end into water, and you pump it out, and it pours into your, like, water bottle or bag. The trick with things like the Life Straw or the water filter, any of these water filters, is that they will definitely get, like, microbial. Microbial. Uh, Is that they'll definitely get microbes and uh, parasites out of your water. They'll get rid of, obviously, if it's full of, like, dirt or, um, like, pine needles and that sort of thing. But they won't get viruses like specifically like uh human like fecal matter or like waste viruses so in in a lot of times like when you're hiking in the woods you don't have to think about that because like the most likely people like or the most likely thing putting waste into the water is animals and that's not impactful to humans um but that like human sharing not yet (laughs) yeah not yeah you go ahead and drink a ton of it in a disaster zone and we'll see um but if there's any reason to believe that your water has been um like contaminated with human like waste uh like say you're in a city and there's been a natural disaster and the sewage system might not be working so well or like i live near an inner city lake and just generally probably. People pee in that a lot. Um, I,
1: in those cases, I'd say you definitely have to also use the water purification tablets. If you are in an urban area, you absolutely need to use the purification tablets because of exactly that. Yeah, um, yeah camping, you might be able to get, with it, but, get away with it, but not in – our pipes are too old. Yeah. They're going to be all cracked. It's going to be so gross. And so you probably won't even have to have us remind you because it's going to smell so bad. Yeah, Ugh. and um, you know, you do
0: have the option in like a pinch to add bleach to your water. Not a lot, but drops of bleach will like give you that purification element. They also make your water taste and smell bleachy. It's very um, last. Yeah, it's a last resort, but resort. um, it is better to like have that than like Giardia. So I would say, like in that case, that that's a good way to add additional
1: purification to your water yeah um then gloves and other protection so that would be your goggles your masks heavy duty shoes Shoes. yeah yeah like that's one thing
0: i keep at work like i have a small emergency kit at work because most of my needs at work being in emergency management are taken care of but that kit includes things like Whiskey, but also tennis shoes because I don't wear very appropriate shoes to work for
1: like walking long distances. So I have something in case I need to like bug out of there. Yeah. So I, I always keep an extra pair of sneakers in my shoe in my car just because also we live in an area where sometimes you just randomly need sneakers. Yeah. Sometimes you're just overcome with the need to go running and there yeah. you go. At least you've got it with you. You can't deal with like your, your co workers anymore. So you put on your shoes and you just run.
0: <laughs> they can't catch you oh man i think that says a lot more about the organization we work for than uh, <laughs> our personal needs
1: um and then there's tools yeah so let's say that just
0: having a shovel that does everything for you isn't enough mm-hmm. um <laughs> You might want,
1: like— It also babysits your your, your son for you.
0: <laughs> I'm just going to give it to him, and that's the tool with which he's going to own all the neighborhood toddlers. It does have an axe on one side. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody will, like, come Messing at him. him. He's got his fancy shovel. But let's say you don't want to do all your cooking and cutting and measuring and digging with just a shovel that's <laughs> just— a plain shovel um <laughs> it's it's a special spetsnaz shovel so let's say that like some russian shovel is not enough for you <laughs> you might want well, other that's tools. on you <laughs> <laughs> that's on
1: you my friend um
0: including you know cooking tools tools to turn off like water and gas to your house if necessary um you know like if you have a gas leak you can't hang out in your house until you turn off the gas yeah, it's just flat out going to be true. Um, the ability to, like, heat food, that's kind of what I'd throw into the Thrive area. Like, you can live off the Soylent, you know, if you have to. But you might also like to eat warm foods or you'd have canned food that you can eat if it's warm. But, like, having a stove that you can use probably outside, um, like, and something to actually, like, cook that in. And that's kind of what I think of when I think along the tools line.
1: Yeah. A grill could also work. An outdoor grill.
0: Yeah. An outdoor grill would be right in those tools. Mm -hmm. You could just throw your shovel right on top and fry up some burger.
1: Because it does work. As a spatula spatula. as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you. More and more things. (laughs) And then the like unsexiest, most
1: unspoken part of emergency management and disaster prep. The bathroom plan. That's also the plan that is actually the most worrisome like you need to have some sort of plan for this
0: yeah this is called the like don't have to live amongst your family's poop plan
1: <laughs> oh so there are things you can buy for this um poo powder yeah yeah it, it's actually a thing <laughs> it's a product called poop powder and essentially
0: It um, turns liquids to solids and helps, like, solids clump together. It's human kitty litter. Yeah. Also kitty litter. Kitty litter is also very helpful in this way. Yeah. But you're mostly just looking for a way to – assuming you don't – if you have running water, this is not a problem. You're just going to use your system the way you always have. Assuming everything is working well um, because, you know – at some point, if your, like, wastewater treatment plant isn't, like, no. functional, then even if you have running water, you're not going to be able to to put anything more down the drains, as disturbing as this is to say. So what, um, what you'll have to do instead
1: is come up with a
0: plan for kind of containing your family's waste. Yeah.
1: And so – and this is just – this is important for health reasons, like public mm-hmm. health reasons. Like, there's nothing – More damaging than fecal matter whenever it comes to destroying the health of you and your family, which will greatly impact your ability for survival and also, you know, getting out of an area if you need to. It's just, it's just something you need to think of. Yeah. It's not particularly nice to think about, but we're mentioning it because people just don't think about it and that's not good.
0: Yeah. My family, though, we've got, you can buy these like. Essentially, large buckets that have a little toilet seat on the top. And so that like gives you a toilet-like experience. And I guess we'll put ours in the garage because, you know, it's post-disaster. I'm not ready to just like poop outside in front of my neighbors. (laughs)
1: Like, I'll still have some
0: dignity. I'll be plucking my eyebrows. So, of course, I'm not going to do that.
1: (laughs) You're like, I have all my eyebrow equipment. Do not worry. Like, you don't have to worry about seeing my eyebrows undone. <laughs>
0: no, my eyebrows will look so nice while I'm pooping in the front yard. Oh,
1: let's move on. <laughs> I don't want to talk with this anymore. <laughs> okay, and then so the last part is want to stay alive. Yes, and this is the section where you put things into your kit to help you um, not wish that you had just died in the big earthquake. I mean, I think about this a lot is, like, how much do we really want to survive and? Terrible, terrible situation. And probably in the first few, first few weeks afterwards, we probably will regret surviving, like, a decent amount. But we'll eventually be thankful for it. Um, but this makes it a lot less painful. Yeah. Um, one of the big things I always, like, recommend to
0: people put into their kits that kind of, like, falls into this want to stay alive area is, like, entertainment. Disasters are, like, over-the-top boring. Like, especially, like, once, like, something bad happens and you kind of sort out where your family is and you get a lot of, like, that initial, like, food, water, like, squared away. And then there's a lot of waiting. There's waiting for services to come back. There's waiting for information about, like, where to go and, like, where where it's safe to be. And it's just, it can be very, very boring, like, sheltering in place waiting to see what happens next. I mean, just like we had snow this year and having to stay in our houses for multiple days was like infuriating and we had television and all that. So it's really it's mentally hard on people. So in like putting things into your kit that kind of allow you to pass the time and entertain you, especially if you have kids and like need to, you know, prevent them from becoming roving gangs. Like, Yeah. yeah, really building that kind of stuff in and. I highly recommend the Don't Die Out Their deck of cards, which um is like a normal deck of cards, but also has great like safety tips for like building shelter and like keeping yourself warm on each of the cards. Yeah,
1: and they're only like six dollars off of Amazon. Yeah. Have you read the, the the um the Decameron? The what? The Decameron? No. So it's an Italian book that was written during the bubonic plague, whenever everybody had to escape the bubonic plague from the cities. And so the whole story was like all these people escaped the city and they were just like hanging out at this house for like months at a time because they couldn't leave because they would die of be plague. And so they like to keep, they were just so bored that they just ended up writing like 3000 pages of made up stories just because they had nothing else to do. So that could be you too. Like you could write the great American novel if you bring notebook paper. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but my plan would be tequila. Probably. Yeah. Mine definitely needs wine and whiskey. But see the wine, though, is like it's mm. like it's not that potent. And so you'll run out of it very quickly. Unless it's box wine, in which case you'll still run out of it quickly. But at least it won't break in, in an earthquake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, tequila, you only need a much smaller amount. Or actually, what's the highest content? What would last longest?
0: Everclear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's also how you die very quickly, though. <laughs> you have, like... Post-earthquake Everclear shots. <laughs> or um, that milk punch stuff that's, like... It, ta- it tastes just like tea, but it's, like, all rum. Oh, that sounds mm-hmm. good. Let's have that. Yeah, it's like it was, like, the Drink of Choice in the 1750s. It was, like, Benjamin Franklin's, like, very favorite.
0: Oh, yeah. or, like, we could do, like... Gen and tonics just to get that like extra buffer against mosquitoes in case you know there oh, is yeah. that like outbreak of you know yep. uh, insects and pestilence because, post disaster
1: because tonic has quinine in it yeah which is against malaria plus you drop a lime in it and that really helps with the scurvy oh yeah that's so true if we have access to limes but we could just probably get powdered lime powder like
0: lime Kool Aid. <laughs>
1: Yes, I think I think that has all the nutrients in it.
0: <laughs> yes, it, lime Kool Aid and limes are like exactly the same thing. They'll both help you prevent scurvy. Sweet. So basically, avoid the scurvy. you're just living the pirate life.
1: Which you know it's
0: always been my dream. <laughs> this is also the part where we recommend you fill your uh, kit with hardtack and like binoculars to stare off at the distance
1: <laughs> <laughs> and a map of uh, the flat Earth. Yeah, of course, because oh. the Earth is flat. We oh. all know this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so that's our that's our beginning. Our that's how you start with a survival kit. There's also there's things you can always add to it. There's so much to add, but um, we thought this would be a good start for all of you. Um, and so, if you go to our Instagram um, at This Is How We Die Podcast, or visit our Facebook page, we have a link to the Amazon wish list in which we have all this stuff listed. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can go buy what you need and add on anything that is particular to your family. Like if you have children, if you have pets who will also like continue to want to be fed for some reason, um, if you have old people, elderly people living in your home and they have like special medical needs, you'll want to make sure your kit accounts for them. So like once you have the basics in place, you can really start to be like, okay, I have what I need to survive, but what does it really take for, like, my family to make it through this time? Yeah. And um, it's kind of all with the goal that the less, the more self-sufficient you can be, the more that um, in your community, people with more immediate needs can get the care they need and that you have more time to, like, figure out what the next step is going to be for you. Yeah. All right. All right, so follow us at This Is How We Die podcast. Remember to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because it, for some reason, super matters to whether people find our podcast or not. And um, if you enjoy our rambling like we do,
1: <laughs> then you'll want to help us out. Um, and we'd like to read out a... Uh, One we, of our five-star reviews. From, you can call me Al. CB. CV, Yeah. Not um, you can call me meal like you called them earlier. That was, I mean, it's meow, meow, Mal meow, meow. Yeah, but you can call me owl is like a well-known Paul Simon it song. It is, but I just saw meal. So you can call meal <laughs> also makes sense. You can call Megan meal whenever you want. <laughs> you can call call me a meal. Um, what we need now. Terrifying, informative, funny, basically everything I look for in a podcast. This is absolutely the kind of knowledge we need right now. Keep up the great work. Uh, thank you. Thank you, meal. So, nice. so nice of you.
0: Yes, Emil. <laughs> All right. Susan 2 will be dropping soon, as promised, in late summer, so make sure you subscribe. Our usual thank yous um, to Jordan, who's always so incredibly patient with us. Hi, Jordan and also Nadine who's been sitting next to us this whole time <laughs> and may or may not make it into the final edit shouting ever clear <laughs> I'll sorry like I was, couldn't control myself I was like <laughs> <laughs> that's the highest per alcohol."
1: everybody knows that <laughs> I really appreciate <laughs> having
0: you